My name is Kebohem, and this is Epiphany. Amata meiva Kebohem nialojava akatahengi. Fifty hikol eighteen sixty five. This is my solution. I will write in Dveshi and not in Naragi. If anyone asks about this project, I'll call it language practice. I have impeccable understanding of Dveshi in writing, even if travel-addled me cannot articulate what Lee wants to strangers in the Skyrail terminal. So my first commute began at second hour 35 this morning. I overestimated the time it takes to go from the River Market District Station to Senatorial Square. People in formal Aniko and Hepteri styles jostled me back and forth as I struggled off of the Skyrail platform. Children in school uniforms wove through the crowds. We packed down escalators like canned meat. In Senatorial Square, street vendors shoved steaming cups of noodles and newspapers in my way. My allowance from the family does not give me the opportunity to be extravagant because my matriarch assumes that I will eat it for half of the week at the family satellite home a block away. And I won't receive the local benefit roster until tomorrow when my paperwork finishes processing. I had to pass by. The buskers offered music on Quesada Street, right at the corner in front of a deity shrine, and I gave them a bit of pocket change. The chaotic noise of the city ceased immediately when I entered the national headquarters. I rested against the door to collect my thoughts and looked around. While I have seen pictures, visiting the headquarters in person is a completely different experience. The progressive movement's original seven-pointed star banner hangs in the place of glory against one wall. I paid my respects at the small shrine for Nukena against one wall before I turned to the reception desk. It gave me enough time to compose myself because I had wanted to think about the conversation with my grandmother before I arrived, the, the, the private words that they communicated to me and the reason our ancestor shrine shelves contain only four generations. As the matriarch, Lee can shoot me wherever Lee desires. I am the arrow, and Lee holds the bow. I am the arrow, and we have decided to have me come here. Aka Hele hardly said anything while I waited at the desk. Lee checked my identification and handed me the forms, followed by the access badge. A woman came out of the elevators and approached the front desk from behind. Lee had henna designs that crawled up her arms, which I think Mark Slim is a member of the Ineji denomination. The pattern went across their shoulders and down underneath their shirt, presumably across their rising and falling breasts. Lee said, and greeted me. I smiled like a complete idiot. As we started walking, Lee asked if anyone had given me my assignment. I said no, which was true, but I hardly paid any attention. I caught glimpses of people in conference rooms and saw faces I'd only heard about in the news. All of them clustered around the tables and dynamic presentation screens. They worked on advertising, fundraising, family engagement, and political strategy for engaging with Demo Akayangi's administration. You will assist Akakaratao, Lee told me. But you must never call Lim Karatao. Lee's Akara. At first I was in denial. I tried to think of anyone I had heard who uses that nickname. There must have been at least a dozen men named Karatao in the office because it's the most popular men's name in Iturja and Shija. Most of them must have been staffers. 
The only one who took assistance and who used the name Kara had helped found the progressive movement. I denied it because few would assign someone so new to the national arm of the progressive movement to someone so high profile, even considering all of my work organizing in Naraya, because I am Naraya and the party needs to distance itself from the unrest in my region. Even considering that an aunt and a cousin are senators, my grandmother has a statue in the Monument of the Heroes, even considering that I have done such good work and collected the best reviews out of all of my peers, my grandmother would certainly have told me. Then again, Salus, would your grandmother have sent you here for anything less than an elite assistant position? The woman and I made small talk about business procedures as we approached the elevator. On the way up, Lee turned towards me, said something noncommittal, and pushed aside Magiana to adjust my hipteri vest lacing. I flinched and backed against the elevator's far wall. Lee paid no attention. My face flushed and I balled my right fist against the wall. Sukha thinks that I should have punched Lim. I restrained myself. That is what I told Sukha, but I could not move and my mind raced. My other hand reached up to clutch the scarf. Lur chest heaved up and down in front of me, the curve of Lur breasts readily apparent. I tried to make myself so small. There are so many Narayi in the progressive movement that Lee must have known what touching my hair meant. The doors opened and I stumbled out. I righted the guiana over my hair and adjusted the trails. Lee looked at me and furrowed their brow. The doors opened and I stumbled out. I righted the guiana over my hair and adjusted the trails. Lee looked at me and furrowed their brow. You are Mohata Niksubia's granddaughter, if memory is my ally today, Lee whispered. If you want to survive in Chija, demi-trader, you need to be used to non-family touching you. Your grandmother's power is limited here. I wanted to ask Lim if Lee would let me spill patternless henna on their arms in violation of their god's wishes, but I must avoid making political enemies. Oh, Salus, what will you do tomorrow if you see Lim again? The term demi-traitor is wrong. My family has never conspired against the monarchy. No one in Shija would ever call me an Xaginya because it's politically unwise to use our terms given the source of our grievances with the monarchy. We went into Akara's dimly lit office. It overlooks the Kiaras and Orchard Boulevard intersection, and the screensaver on the blind shows the rolling waves of the North Shore. Stacks of old-fashioned paper littered the office's floors and tables. The majority of their desk and one wall housed their integrated holographic interface and several two-dimensional monitors. Lee minimized several documents on the transparent vertical panels. The image feed of news reporting never stopped scrolling. We had a big victory two years ago, and we need to prepare ourselves for backlash from the coalitionists. My eyes tracked across the room to the empty desk on the other side, which had fewer monitors. Akakara raised her eyebrow when Lee saw us enter. Before Lee smiled, I saw something pass across her eyes, and Lee looked me up and down. Lee asked, This is my new assistant, Akanitangi? My heart was a bird hammering to escape from my chest. I am from one of the most prominent families in Naraya, and I still owe so much to the movement. My grandparents knew this man, and Lee must have sent for me based on their suggestions. Lee continued, 
I hope that Asahutangi didn't say anything too aggressive on the way up. He has that effect on people. Asahutangi knows how to harden new staff members, and the remainder of the staff depends on them. Yes, I looked up Sahutangi's name in the directory just now. I cannot continue to call Lim that woman as if Lee had never been granted a name in front of their ancestors. Sahutangi shifted their weight from one foot to the other and clasped their hands behind their back, exactly what I would have done if put in the spotlight after violating someone in an elevator, not that I would have ever done that in the first place. I wonder if Lee has a history of violations and if others know about them. The movement has no place for moral indecency. We have enough to worry about with Tenasari's reputation. Thank you. I'm honored to be of service and to work at such high capacity, Sahutangi said. It's just so antisocial to take all of the credit when the people under Lim and the family that raised Lim are just as responsible for their success. This isn't meant to be a, a literal recollection, obviously, but to have it doubt... Because I've ranted at Tsuka, it's it's still burning in my chest. Lee then said, Akanitangi has an aversion to speaking. This leads me down another ravine into Shiji's sarcasm. I cannot stand what happened today, and I had to stand there in that room appearing completely fine with all of this. Akakara chuckled at Lim. Bring me the completed PR report on yesterday's forum. I heard about it from a news report, but cannot draw any of my own conclusions because it wasn't provided in a timely fashion. Sehutangi nodded, said a few words of parting, and left the room. Akakara called out after Lim. You need to pour concrete around that heart of yours. It shows in your face at Ka. And with that, the conversation between them finished. As soon as Sehutangi left hearing range, Akakara said, Lee has wonderful analytical skills, but a tongue of acid. The papers are about the forum for reasonable travel restrictions, something that you would care about. I brushed my slick palms on my hepteri vest. Why did no one say I would work for you? We want to minimize media attention. Akamohata wants you to have an opportunity to work without being pulled into state functions. Lee wiped sweat from their brow and studied me. Their gaze, glassier than before, turned towards the windows. I know that look because it's the one I had after Elise died, even when I was fighting for our right for the high wilds. I wonder who Lee lost. I mean, Akakara, no disrespect at all, but I wish that Lee were more forthcoming about all of this. Lee obviously wants me to be the next in a generation of Dixuvia to speak out against the contingent afraid of the high wilds. My mother was half Atarahi. I am a quarter Atarahi, a quarter Naragi, and half Yipahi. It's so unusual that I should not be as surprised as I am that they assigned me to Akakara. Everyone knows that Lee wants immigration reform, expanded dependent partners' rights during marriage negotiations, smaller travel fees for visiting the other gardens, and a fight against the resettlement tax. My family had to pay the resettlement fee retroactively for my grandfather. If the monarchy worries about us because we could have been the most powerful family in Naraya, there was no better way to ensure that such a thing couldn't happen. But admittedly, who could blame Emesa for not listening, given how many blood-crime-polluted families who collaborated with the Tariti now live on Atara? What if one of them came back and vented grief against our governments? 
or the international forum. I can be a face for the movement because I'm young and I was hired for potential and proven effort. My fiance died last year, which makes me sympathetic. Grandmother told me that this would happen when I relocated for this position. Lee was so adamant that I go, even if there was no room in the family satellite house in Galasu. Lee convinced Kati's mother that Kati could do music in Galasu so I wouldn't disgrace my family by living with a complete stranger. Grandmother did all of these things for me and for our family, and I almost listened to Lim when Lee told me to continue wearing morning red. That is the one point I wouldn't concede when we discussed our plan. The movement is my family in so many ways. I just don't know that I can stomach what I need to do to succeed. You have been listening to Epiphany by KBOM. For a text version, cultural notes, and to subscribe via RSS, please visit http colon slash slash kayeboesme.com slash epiphany.